There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello, welcome back to Could It Be, an Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts. I am Dieter White. Hi, and I'm Dustin White. Hello. Hey, how how you doing today? Eh, not too shabby. How about you? Uh, my back's still not 100%. I'm laying down to record this podcast as well. <laughs> Yet again. Yeah, but we have uh, a lot of exciting things to talk about. The thing that I've been looking most forward to, the 90-foot stone, was a big deal this week. It sure was, so we'll see a bit more about that, which is exciting. The team's reaction was a little lackluster. You think so? I don't know. I think they were excited about it. We'll, we'll dive into it a little bit deeper. We've also got some things to talk about one of my favorite places, Smith's Cove. I haven't been on the boards much this week, but I hear some people are unhappy. Yeah, a lot of people are not so pleased with Irving Equipment Limited. I'm not one of them. I think they're they're fine doing the way doing what they did. Oh, I have an opinion. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> I always do. Okay, so great show. We start off seeing Rick and Marty. Well, Rick is speaking with Marty via video conference because Marty's not back out to the island yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they have this conversation like they've never talked about it before. The fact that they need to do something about washing the spoils and being able to sort Yeah, I just thought them. of that. Oh, yeah, I just thought of that. Oh, I happened to see something on Craigslist that might help us. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've never had this conversation before. Well, they met a couple of guys out at the rock quarry later to Mm -hmm. take a look at the equipment. But Rick instantly says, yep, thumbs up. It's just too painstakingly difficult. We see my favorite flash of them hand washing the spoils. And Jack is a completely different color. Yeah, he's just caked in mud. (laughs) Oh, that gets me every time. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know. Maybe it's just his bald head is being being caked in mud. You know, that's just that's funny. It's like this grayish green. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's a good on you finding something to um, figure it out. And really, they should have had one of these probably a long time ago. Yeah, it probably would have helped Jack out. But and Gary. Yeah, and Gary. But I don't know. Like, they seem super excited about it. I'm I'm glad that they are. I don't know. I, it just seems like they're going to be seeing less of the spoils. No. And. You know, like human bones can't be detected by metal detector. So, no, you know. but the size of what gets sorted out, it'll mm-hmm. still go into that size of stuff. The mm-hmm. human bones, it, sure. it won't liquefy. So they'll still it's see. Fu- all no, that. I'm not saying it's going to liquefy. I'm just going to, I'm just saying the stuff will be kind of put out on the ground. And then what's supposed to happen at that point is Gary will take a metal detector over it. And there's no chance that every piece of that's going to be looked at really closely. So how would we find human bones and things like that going forward or the pottery or whatever? I have no doubt that they will be searching those spoils beyond just metal detecting. Mm -hmm. But at least Gary will be able to get in there real quick and pull out metal right away. And Mm -hmm. then they can pull out other stuff as well. I mean, the pottery is very important culturally, so Mm -hmm. they don't want to miss any of that. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they're going to be looking at it less to me from the outside looking in, so I don't know. 
hopefully they prove that wrong and that's not a thing we should be worried about i'm not worried about it so that's okay <laughs> good old smith's cove yeah well you're worried about the the holes in smith's cove and i'm not as worried about them <sighs> i'm not Elite. as worried about them now but i'm very worried about how they were handled okay so smith's cove they were driving in the last pylon they were what about 17 18 feet deep and that's mm -hmm. like up on shore yeah so this thing is pretty well sealed off obviously not well what did craig say at one point there's like 30 leaks and six or seven that they've called major leaks mm -hmm. well they called irving said hey this is a problem we didn't get the whole entirety of their conversation but the guy from Irving said hey you know you can and for the time being you could go and use some uh, silicone sealant and patch up those holes. And then they also said, which everybody seems to be forgetting, we'll send some people down there to take a look at it. You know how he... far away their office is from Oak Island? Okay. It's more than a four-hour drive. This guy did not provide enough sense of urgency. When mm -hmm. you make a phone call like that and you have spent that much money – and someone says that they'll, you know, see what the availability is to get out there. It should really, his tone be more of a, oh, wow, yeah, that's a concern. Let's go ahead and make sure we've got this taken care of. It's how that phone call was handled. If it was me on the other side making that phone call, I'd be upset about what the professionalism was like coming across to me. Okay, well, They Rick? knew they wanted a watertight seal. Mm -hmm. They should have probably disclosed that you're going to have to provide some caulking to get that. Potentially. He said this is typical. Okay. Yeah. So they probably knew that going into it. And they called them. They said, okay, this is what you need to do. When the tide is out, seal it up. And we will come and take a look at it and see what we can do to help you. What's wrong? There's they, nothing wrong with that. If they knew that going into it, I don't think they would have freaked out about the leaks instantly. You know what? It's a TV show. Yeah. They have to have drama. Mm -hmm. So they make they something to... small into something big and say, I don't think it's that big of a deal. They've obviously uh, done work and, you know, excavating and exposed the U-shaped structure, which will be probably next week or the following week. We'll get to see it finally. They've done it. It's not like it's, it's not like it's a thing that they're not going to get to. Oh, they're going to get to it. I still am not thrilled with how that was handled on that end. So we can agree to disagree here. I think it was fine. Uh, that's that's good. I'm I'm glad you think it's Lots of, uh, okay. I don't think they should have had to run to Home Depot to get silicone and try to plug them during low tide. I, I do like that they sent the two youngest guys out there to do it, though. The guys with the nice strong backs that... It's not that big of a deal to go do a little bit of hard labor, right? That's not you anymore. That's not me anymore, no. <laughs> you used to be the guy they sent out to do caulking. <laughs> I would have, I guess. Anyways, they do talk about the fact that they're going to, even before we saw these leaks, they mentioned just like a sump pump, they're going to have to have two pumps running in order to drain out the water that's underneath the surface and sitting in the cove, what they say, 18 hours a day 15. two pump, 15 hours a day two pumps running which makes perfect sense we knew they'd have to have pumps running it's just like a house where you have to have a sump pump underneath because 
water tables are high. Obviously, you're going to have a higher water table when you are in the middle of the water. On so that's island. to be expected, but... Yeah, well, the guy from Irving also told them that they're going to need to dig a long trench that will collect additional water, and so it could be pumped out to keep the rest of it dry. Well, they, they're going to have to dig a trench around the inside of the dam, and that way the water collects, then they can pump the water out the other way, because now they're saying after the caulking was done that water is coming in, you have more water coming in from the other side yes that makes sense but having water coming in from the side that you just spent you know a million dollars on kind of upsetting but i'll stop writing on that so anyways i think they're gonna be pleased with the end result they're gonna get their excavations done and they're gonna make a good tv show for all of us all i'm saying is i hope they got credit back on their invoice for all that silicone they had to go and buy because trust me you go through those tubes very quickly okay well <laughs> whoopee <laughs> i'm glad you're over it anywho so the it did make for some funny memes on the message boards and stuff <laughs> with the with the flex seal oh i really wish they would have just tried the flex seal or I don't know. I kind of really wanted them to <laughs> after the commercials. Yeah, I probably saw at least 20 to 30 of those. Well, that's what we all thought of instantly. Mm-hmm. Where's the tape? Mm-hmm. Hey, it could fix a boat. Right. Right. That's on the commercial. They cut a boat in half, mm-hmm. fix it with this flex seal tape, and then the boat's on the water with no leaks. Yeah, I wonder how long that stuff takes to set, though. I, I guarantee... It's not made for the pressures of holding back uh, a, a large body of water. I don't know. It was on a boat. That's all I got to say. Yeah, well, if they put it on the outside, maybe it would work just like the silicone. I don't know. That's don't know. to be debated. Yeah, well. Another podcast. Uh, or another season. Maybe they'll do that <laughs> next season. They, they'll have realized the missed opportunity for the promotional whatever they could have oak island on the infomercial and i don't know <laughs> <laughs> good try yeah good try so interpretive center we have paul charles and jack drag like dragging in this big stone yeah this big hunk of rock that has, the, that's somewhat significant or something that fred nolan found right yes fred nolan had found it on his property he had believed that it pointed towards the swamp potentially but he definitely put significance on it as a survey marker when he was doing the surveys mm-hmm. um, but they kind of just yada yada that and went to start talking about the 90-foot stone. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's getting put here next to the 90-foot stone. And we're like, yeah, that's not the 90-foot stone. Yeah, it's so funny that they still show that in the opening credits as, like, the 90-foot stone is this two feet wide, like, two-inch thick yeah, <laughs> slab. doesn't even fit the descriptions that yeah. we have of it. Well, I mean, it's just it's just a mock-up of, mock of, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine for the Interpretive Center to have in place of the actual 90-foot stone that nobody really knew exactly what it looked like. Yeah. But there was there, there's been descriptions passed down for basically hundreds of years of what this stone looked like when it was on display. The book bindery? The book bindery, yes. <laughs> Yes, that is now the art school. Yeah, so it was on display there. There's 
eyewitness accounts of descriptions of it being about two feet wide with rounded edges, mm-hmm. rough on the other edges. Flat on two sides, right? Well, flat, rounded. I mean, like, well, not rough. Is flat, what I mean. rounded, and then kind of rough around the other sides. Yeah, and about two feet wide by about a foot and a half deep. And, you know, the one that's on display there is like two inches, three inches deep. You know, way different than what we probably should be led to believe. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if they would have, like, displayed something that was a little closer to the eyewitness witness accounts but mm-hmm. whatever they got i think they have the real 90 foot stone after this episode <laughs> yeah that's quite the exploration that they do and we talked we touched on it last week but we'll definitely go into that oh, again but I, i'm so excited that's like the that's the thing and then they talked about like doing some tests on it like had been done at Stonehenge that revealed ancient carvings that were no longer there for whatever reasons they've been weathered away or whatever, mm-hmm. man, it would be so cool if they were able to find some of the stuff that had been chip- chiseled onto that in, in the past that mm-hmm. has been worn away since the only problem is that from the original eyewitness accounts is that the, the initial carvings on the 90 foot stone were already kind of, were mostly gone because well, not, been... not when they pulled it out initially mm-hmm. but they were like really faint as is they weren't mm-hmm. like they really were like deeply scratches. carved mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of a problem but who knows technology nowadays i don't put it past them to be able to find something extraordinary yeah i mean like you said who knows maybe we won't find anything maybe we will the two initials that they stated before in the eyewitness accounts were there no i don't know about that like i've there's so i've read i've read a lot about the 90 foot stone and the initials that i had seen that were supposedly carved on it were j and m i'm sorry but i trust our friend doug here well guess who wrote the article where it said j and m well he said t and j or t and N or T and M. And if it's T and M, I've decided that Terry Matheson has been in on this the whole time and he's actually way older than he says he is. So Terry Matheson, not Charles Barkhouse, is Nicholas Fumel, the guy that can produce the elixir of life through the Philosopher's Stone and turn any metal to gold. I'm just saying that they're working together and they're probably in the same Harry Potter house. Okay, so it's Charles Barkhouse and Terry Matheson are both working to this goal. Yes. Okay. That's that's my new theory. I'm going to roll with it. They must be a pair of Slytherins. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, so then let's go ahead. Well, okay, so they're in the Interpretive Center. We know they're chatting about going back, which we've already touched on. And Doug says he's going to go ahead and make the call to go back he says he doesn't think they actually got underneath the book bindery before and you know charles he's real quick to agree he's like no i don't think we did so if he was impeding the process i think he would have tried to keep them from going back i don't like the theory of charles as some evil mastermind keeping the the quest for the oak island treasure suppressed okay i don't like it but it is fun. You cannot deny that. I don't think he's actually trying to keep them from it. But it's funny and fun. <laughs> it's it's fun to joke about, I suppose. 
I think Charles is the man. Oh, yeah. Charles is the man. No doubt. So. I mean, unless he put a fake stone down there, which I don't think he did. You mean like 200 years ago? No, like uh, oh, right mean... before they went and then gotcha. sprinkled uh, dust all over it. Yeah, like 100 years worth? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fine. Anywho, Doug makes the phone call so they can go back because it was two years ago that they had gone. Yeah, they took Alex that time, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, well, they were unsuccessful that that try, but they went back and searched a new part of the building, and bam, 90-foot stone. And spiders. And lots of spiders. Jack was not a fan. And here's a, a clip of uh, part of the search. There's a bunch of spider webs over here. There's spider webs everywhere. There's junk everywhere. You can tell no one's been down in this part of the basement for a really, really long time. Hey guys, you seeing anything yet? Watch out for rats. That's for sure. What was that? I think something just crawled back there. Yeah, sound, uh, music sound a bit much like a horror movie down there. That was a pretty uh, scary place. A uh, scary place that ha- held some very important secrets. That is true. And it was totally worth the exploration. I, I, yeah. I think we talked about it a little bit last week, but how I'm kind of a germaphobe and I mm-hmm. wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, think about keech- catching me dead in a place like that, but... I would be down there with those guys. I know, but I would make sure you were down there with a mask and gloves. Yeah, well. Wow. I would uh, I would have been thrilled. That, that was an exciting moment. Uh, definitely. And then when they find it and Doug starts looking at the different corners because he's looking for something specific. Mm-hmm. There was specific eyewitness accounts of initials carved into the corner of the thing that was believed to be the 90 foot stone you know back 100 years ago mm-hmm. and like i said earlier j and m were the initials that i had read that were on there but the mm-hmm. person that reported seeing those initials could have been mistaken you know it's uh 100 years ago and they probably weren't super interested about writing some detailed report about you know looking at this stone it was just Maybe an offhand remark or what? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Apparently, it was an employee or or someone that had carved their initials into it. But I, I don't know. Looking closer at it, when we get that really close-up shot, I still think it looks more like a L I V. So live. How about some Roman numerals? Ah, yeah, I guess. Kind of like. Roman numerals, which we end up seeing in the in a Smith's Cove. We do, but that's a, that's kind of a leap. But maybe who knows? Oh well, you know, typical Oak Island. There's all kinds of leaps around here, so I can leap to Roman numeral whatever. Yeah, that's very true. So I don't know. I'm just really excited they have possession of what they believe it's the 90 foot stone. I think it. I, I'm on board. I think that's the 90 foot stone. I I do too. I. Truly, my gut says yes. I think my favorite part is when they get it out of there and take it back to the island. Yeah, the guys are like, whoa, what's that? Mm-hmm. You, you don't think they were expecting them at all, huh? They just kind of showed up? Yeah, because... There was a lot of people in that room gathered. I think they must have been given some kind of forewarning that, hey, something, something cool is coming in, but maybe not told what it was. Yeah, I remember in a previous 
episode or maybe it was like one of those before the digs that Rick had said how it works is if you want a meeting called in the war room, you call a meeting and everybody shows comes up. Yeah. and that's just how it works. So I'm willing to bet that Doug called and said, okay, war room meeting. Everybody got there. Let's get the Avengers assembled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Avengers united and because they look genuinely surprised. Like if they knew what was coming, I don't, I, I don't know. I think they were genuinely surprised as to what they were bringing. Doug and Jack pick up this giant rock, put it in front of Marty and Rick and open it up. And then they don't say anything for a couple of seconds. They're just like, yeah, look at that. <laughs> and Marty's like, oh, he like jumps right up, takes his glasses off, peers right in close to it. He's like, uh, what am I looking at? He's like, I don't get it. Is this a cruel joke? I, I don't understand. Why would you put a rock on my table? Yeah. Well, Doug beat around the bush and told him basically, you know, it's a 90 foot stone without telling him it's a 90 foot stone. And then Rick, uh, Marty's all of a sudden like, whoa, is this a 90 foot stone? He's like, you mean <laughs> the like, where where's all the writing? <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, he, he seemed very excited, but surprised. And then we get a flash over of, whose face? Like, Dan? Hensky? Yeah, yeah. and he's like, huh? Yeah, you know, he was like, <laughs> that got everybody's attention. Oh, it sure did. It, this he... might be the find of, <laughs> the find of finds. This is the most important thing to ever come out of the money pit. It could be. No, but... it is. Like, if it's the 90-foot stone... And it has markings on it from the people that were originally there before Daniel McGinnis and his buddies found or, you know, started digging. It's the most important thing. Well, it's like Doug tells us the reason it's so important is because it is the one thing, the one account of communication we have from those that came before that was intentional, yeah. whether it was a misdirect or if it was directions on how to get there or whatever it is. It is the one direct thing. It's the one letter to us of what's going on. So if Charles Barkhouse is alive for centuries guarding this thing and misdirecting people, he wanted this thing found in hopes that it will misdirect them and keep them away from the treasure? Nah. Charles is a good guy. I just <laughs> like the story of him being I a bad guy. Do. That's why he's... That's why his family's no, been not... on that shore forever protecting the treasure. Now it's time for it to be okay. unearthed. Okay. Nobody ever said Charles is a bad guy. No. If Charles has been tasked with keeping this secret for centuries or his family or whatever, mm -hmm. he, that's honorable. It is. But <laughs> I don't think that's the case. No, that's... No. <laughs> Definitely no, no, not no. the case. Yeah, so... So everybody's shocked and yeah, and Marty, amazed. he talks about Stonehenge. Yeah, I've already briefly touched on that earlier myself. But yeah, he mentions the technology used to uncover ancient carvings at Stonehenge that they all seem very impressed with. And then the Robert Clotworthy chimes in, back in 2002, the... <laughs> Very recently. Yeah, you know, they used this technology to find hidden markings on Stonehenge. Okay, 2002 is 17 years ago now, guys. In technology world, that's like archaic. I mean, I understand we're dealing with many, many, many years back, but in the technology realm, that's pretty old. Yeah, well, we should have much better things 17 years later to detect whatever, so... In theory. Yeah, so, so hopefully I'm that crossing my fingers well. that it really goes as good as can go. <laughs> I totally agree. 
So after everybody oohs and ahs and drools over the 90-foot stone. I still am. (laughs) I know you are. There seems to be fairly significant, important things going on in one of the newly cleared lots since they got all that underbrush taken care of and they can actually get into, what is it, lot lot 24. We finally got to hang out with Gary again, mm-hmm. which was awesome. He's been kind of missing in action the past couple episodes. I mean, he's been there, but it's not been heavily yes. featured. Yeah, not, not the same as before, but we have him... Peter and Alex. Mm-hmm. With the metal detector and some shovels. And they find some cool stuff. Clearing off uh, some of these lots that were inaccessible has proven to be very valuable. Totally agreed. The first thing... So what is the first thing they come across? They come across a ramrod. A ramrod? An object used in the loading of muskets and early rifles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Potentially. That was the first hit. And then the second hole they started digging, they found bones. Don't know what they're from. And some some pottery? Some pottery. Or wait, wait, how does Gary say it? I don't know, but I love the way he says pottery. It sounds way more elegant than Here. how I say pottery. Pottery? Yeah, well, here's how he says it. Oh, a pottery. Piece of pottery. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, now we're getting interesting. A bone and a bit of blue glazed pottery, because this is the old stuff. <laughs> I wish I'd talk like him. (laughs) So they, well, he gets a hit for a metal hit and then they start digging. And yeah, like you said, he gets the bone and then he pulls out blue glazed pottery. Mm -hmm. And then there's water. And then more pottery. Mm -hmm. Unglazed. Yeah, unglazed, which was interesting that there was a mix there. They didn't. We see very high water tables as they're digging in there looking for stuff. Yeah, then they're like, wait a second, let's call Uncle Rick over. And Mm -hmm. he comes and checks it out. And then we've got Laird needs to come out and, Mm -hmm. you know, just all kind of rolls into a big excavation that he needs to do. Yeah, I mean, they pulled out that handle was the metal thing, potentially like a door handle or latch of some kind. And then with the pottery, and then Gary goes on to say he felt big rocks in the bottom of the hole. And once they get layered out there, he talks about delineating it. And you know when archaeologists are saying that they're interested, need to, you know, create a grid. That means a lot of work with a very small shovel, a trowel. Yeah, but it also means that there's something significant going on and something we really need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited about this new location. It's he... something that's just been untouched before. So, yeah, lots of brand new things can be brought out of it. And then, of course, Laird makes the mistake of saying the word tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> and everybody's, you know, excited. But as I'm looking at it, and he made quick work, work of that area with the trowel. <laughs> I'm thinking back to the McGinnis Foundation and the foundation that was made with rocks. And it is done with large rocks and smaller ones to fill in. You know, could we be looking at another homestead type of area instead of a filled in tunnel or trench or front strain or whatever? If he thought that, he probably would have said that. He said tunnel. He said the T word. (laughs) Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the S word. 
At least it wasn't the F word like was at that oh, uh, my goodness. at that uh, former book bindery place. Yeah, at the uh, art school. We, we didn't touch on that earlier. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. It feels like a really like a, a bad Easter egg. Yeah, it's uh, a bad joke. Mm-hmm. And at one point they like zoom in on it on accident. Yeah, there's like literally the F word on the wall. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. I think the editors do a good job uh, usually, but that guy needs just at least a little talking to yeah, probably. Yeah, he just didn't. I mean, that's not something you think you need to look out for yeah. when you're editing. <laughs> Oops. Oopsie. Anyway, yeah, so no, tunnel, shaft, what is it? We'll find out soon. Mm-hmm. Laird says now because he believes it's important, time to apply for permits. Yada, yada. So we'll keep him busy and occupied while other things are going on. But he seems really excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it. Potentially a huge discovery. Mm -hmm. They're looking for tunnels underneath the surface of Oak Island that weren't created by people searching on the money pit. Tunnels? On Oak Island? (laughs) Yes. Could it be? Yes. Uh, Could be. So exciting. Anyways, so Lot 24 definitely has a lot more to offer, and apparently it makes his toes tingle. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my new favorite quotes, I've decided. So this does make your toes tingle? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It does. It does. So we have a new character on the island this episode to chat about. A new character? Travis Taylor. Yes, he... The guy with all the credentials. Yes, Can I just say that Marty seemed so super impressed with him and everything he had to say, but not as impressed with, like, you know, the Templar people, which I thought had some, you know, Gretchen Cornwall last week. Yeah. I know. I know. It seemed like they weren't super impressed with, with them and their theories about John the Baptist and using tithing to locate the treasure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I... Sure, it's all far-fetched, but they seem really taken by Travis. Mm-hmm. But he does have some education long... chops. Yeah, he has a long list of credentials. Yeah, I you can... want to hear some? <laughs> a Elect- list? Electrical engineering degree, Auburn University. Physics degree, University of Alabama. PhD, optical science and engineering, University of Alabama. Mechanical and aerospace engineering, University of Alabama. Master of astronomy. Uh, University of Western Sydney, PhD, Aerospace Systems of Engineering, University of Alabama. So... Too smart for his own good. I could see why Marty <laughs> why they'd be is a little bit taken by him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, it's kind of an impressive resume. It is an impressive resume. And he has some interesting kind of new ideas to bring to the table. Yeah, they seem more far-fetched than the John the Baptist thing to me. Not all of them. So... They go into talking about the seismic. He mentioned that he has worked on a seismic program or has done seismic before. So it sounds like maybe he's going to be able to interpret the information that they have, which is a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe a different way. He talks about doing something called data fusion to help interpret the information and says that a lot of what they sent him was a lot to do about nothing. Probably because they have all the information, not necessarily just the information from very particular areas that would be of interest, I would assume. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wants to talk about his own theories about what could have happened on Oak Island and how things may have been hidden. Mm-hmm. And he goes into the whole star map theory and overlaying the constellation of Taurus over uh, Oak Island and the nearby Apple Island and, uh, you know, the you know connecting kind of the islands with the star map. Mm-hmm. And then they go on a, a field trip across the island with Gary... Jack and Marty, mm-hmm. and they find lots of big stone boulders in the areas that may be part of the star map. The only problem is, in my opinion, there's kind of like big boulders everywhere. Well, we don't know. We haven't actually been on the island. Yeah, itself. I know, but it's like there's like lots of stones everywhere. Those were very big stones, and one of them was that triangle that I know the exact location has been lost. He wants the GPS locations to see if maybe he can anchor his. Yeah, it's cool to like, you know, for him to be involved and, you know, give his two cents and see if it can if it can help them at all. But I don't know. It just seemed a little far fetched to me. Like, hey, guess what? There's at least five big boulders or more in. Yeah. In in Nolan's Cross. Are those attached to his star map? They, they, they didn't look like it. Attached to his but star there's big map. boulders everywhere. <laughs> there is big boulders, but they are laid in particular patterns. I think it's interesting because that before they went out, he points out the a lot of people that had to do with this island, you know, with being masons, and everybody's looking <laughs> right at over Charles. At Charles, and he's like, "Yep." He's like, "Yep." <laughs> And as he goes on to explaining, you know, they're all swooning over him. They're, like, giving him the shifty eye, like, why aren't you more helpful? Why didn't you point this out? (laughs) It just kind of made me... Well, that's where we go back to the conspiracy theory of Charles is trying to suppress all this and (laughs) protect the secrets of Oak Island. Maybe. Maybe. Well, he talks about in that (laughs) drawing, potentially Taurus being in it. Mm-hmm. And Jacob's ladder. And oh, wasn't and that... there a ladder, like what seemed to be a ladder buried underground in one of the excavations a long time ago? They thought they oh. didn't know if it was a worker that dropped it. <laughs> yeah, that was like, uh, that's that side area that's been blocked off um, right next to the money pit. You know, it's got like orange fencing around it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and it had like uh, a preserved ladder and stuff. But I think that's just a searcher shaft mm-hmm. that's kind of it's been maybe it's off. jacob's ladder we don't know classic oak island maybe the searcher was named jacob maybe <laughs> maybe it likely. was well, you don't know you don't know so. none of us know it's all kinds of crazy out there on the elephant island i do like his idea about radon gas mm-hmm. and looking for voids underneath based off of radon gas coming to the surface because since there is high well enough radium potentially in the area if they're finding areas with radon gas that would have been trapped within a void or areas that are full with water maybe they'll be able to pinpoint some more locations i think that's way less far-fetched than the star map if you will yeah that could be a thing i guess he's found radon gas on the moon using Mm -hmm. similar methods or at least not found it you know he didn't go there but you know he was able to 
pinpoint where such things would be on the moon. Mm -hmm. And so if you can get to a place a little closer to home, like Oak Island or maybe a hundred and a hundred to 200 feet underground, you know, maybe that's a little more doable, like well, to be able to prove. We, I mean, we test for radon gas in our area in basements and split level homes mm -hmm. often. I mean, just okay. because we have a higher dosage of radon in our soils around here. So higher concentration. Yes. Okay. So we test for the gas because it is completely surrounded by earth if it's in one of those types of basements. That way we know whether or not we need to increase ventilation, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, that seems like a totally practical way to look for these voids. That's assuming, though, that there is radium there on the island based off of the map he was showing it looked like uranium uranium what am i saying radium radium yeah <laughs> so apparently i'm making things up now assuming that that is on the island but based off of the map he showed there were enough deposits in other areas that it's likely on the island but it is oak island anything could happen or not who knows yeah well, well, we will find out in the coming weeks. I don't think he's done with the show yet. I don't. Marty was think so much either. too uh, infatuated oh, with yeah. this guy. Totally. So, he's got cred. So I, I will give him that. He's got cred. I don't know. I just there's something. I'm not sure if I'm completely on board with him yet. I like parts of what he said, but. Hey, you got undecided. You got to put your money where your mouth is. You got to uh -huh. uh, give us some discoveries using your techniques, and then we'll be all in. Well, I don't know if you're gonna say that. Then we have to say he has already done that because he said here where locations are gonna be. They went out there and found stone markers. They said he was batting a thousand. Mm. Not impressed. We'll see. Get Laird out there. Clear those moss, the moss off the boulders. Find me some. Uh, Mason triangles. Yeah, what is that? Can they not re clear these bolt like the moss and such, and do a good investigation of these boulders without Laird? I don't know. It seems like they need Laird for that kind of stuff. Remember, a few weeks ago we had the triangles on the on the rocks that were found on uh, what was it, the lot twenty one mm -hmm. with uh, the McGinnis Foundation near the McGinnis Foundation. Yeah, I think there was some triangles found on boulders then and they had to get Laird to come out and take a look so well, before they can clear off all the boulders and that's when they found the potential like the ring bolt <laughs> that's uh, what i was just thinking about remember? the ring bolt and all that yeah whatever happened there in the uh, series of boulders in a line i'm sure we will come back to that in the future there's lots of there's too much stuff to talk about. Yeah, when you I have things like the ninety foot stone, when you have things like you shape you know, structure, you shape structure. You know the, the other things that are just mysteries kind of get pushed to the back burner. Yes, we'll, we'll come back to it. I'm I have no doubt. Be interested to see what happens with Travis in the future. See if we see him again, and if he actually is able to produce anything of significant importance. That yep. New person here, and then, then hey, what do we see? What Marty said, mm -hmm. his you know a fresh perspective. True. From somebody that's got those kind of credentials, that's valuable. It so is. So let's let him take a good look at it, 
you know, I'm, I'm skeptic of his involvement. I'm glad he's there. You know, it's always good to have a fresh set of eyes. So go for it, Travis. I'm behind you. I hope you un help them uncover some or unlock some uh, mysteries. If you don't, then, you know, you're just like other people that haven't been able to help them. But that's fine. You know, you're, you're part of a TV show. Thank you for being entertainment, if nothing else. Yes, but what is what entertainment and am I, am I really looking forward to? What's that? A U-shaped structure in the next episode. Heck yeah, baby. Ah! I know. Next week on Oak Island, U-shaped oh, structure, unearthed. Yes. Well... What they're driving out there, and all the guys are standing out there with their coffee, and he's like, "Get to work!" And why is nobody go push the button, get things rolling? Dave's like, "You go push the button." <laughs> right? Bunch of old guys hanging out, older yeah. gentlemen. Oh, it's funny because like they're kind of like they're kind of mostly supervising. Oh yeah, you know. But it shows them go out there and like start doing some stuff. But I'm sure that's just you know. Uh, for the camera and before the real crew gets there to really start digging but when i mean something exciting they, comes up they're gonna run out there oh well, yeah they, they you know they're there to get dirty too well they're so always dirty they're so always yeah dirty. especially rick rick's <laughs> yes. gonna be in the mud for this stuff <laughs> oh yeah so yeah that's gonna be really exciting i'm really stoked about seeing that u-shaped structure getting some eyes on it uh, even if they did film this months ago mm -hmm. and they already, you know, are far beyond that, you know, that's what we're wanting. That's what we're expecting. That's what we're excited for. And we're finally going to get it. And then you get this little flash over at the, the sorter from cleaning the spoils mm -hmm. and who's standing over there. Jack. Mr. Jack. Yeah. He, I think he, that, that's his jam is yeah. like sorting through spoils. He gets to be the sorting supervisor. Yeah, and then and he doesn't have to get all uh, caked with mud. I know. I'm sure he's excited about that. Yeah. And uh, what Charles is standing there next to the conveyor belt, he's like, "Oh, what's that?" And just pulls something out. <laughs> yeah, he finds something metal and just yoink. Yeah. Oh, that was much easier. <laughs> hey, you know what? That was Gary's job. Right. Thanks, Charles. But well, speaking of Gary, we see him pull up like a coin or something, oh, and yeah, the, it has the... like a metal or a golden edge yes. to it. Ooh. Is it a button or is it a coin? I don't know. Is he going to do his gold dance finally on screen? <gasps> Gary, he, I've given it, up. I don't think I he, haven't given up. I don't think he's got a gold dance. Woo, I think woo, woo. he should have done it a while ago if he actually had a gold dance. I know. He should have done it with the gold button, the right? actual first gold thing found on Oak exactly. Island, right? Exactly. I totally agree. But the the brooch? Right. Yeah. Who? What else is going to find in Smith's Cove? Right. There's going to be a lot. More historic artifacts, more friends of the cross. Yes. Yes. Hopefully things like the cross. Yes. Oh, that would be so, so awesome. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. That's I, It's exciting, and it's all coming soon, so we don't have to wait too long. Yay. Can't wait. Yep. And then we had an episode of a kind of surprise episode. I wasn't expecting a Behind the Dig with Maddie Blake to come on uh, the next, the following night. Yeah, that was a surprise. We actually what, had just turned on the TV and we're like, what? Yeah. Well, we're not going to discuss it much here, but that was a fun episode. And mm -hmm. we had him, you know, getting a little bit of behind the scenes and some lowdown mm -hmm. of different parts of what they're working on. Yep. He was showing a lot of rocks outside the Interpretive Center. So many rocks. Classic Oak Island. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good to see Maddie Blake get some screen time. I thought they had forgotten about him because there was no behind the dig before the episode, <laughs> but it was a two hour episode. It was a two hour episode. We didn't need an extra 
thing with Maddie. Yeah. So I think I think we'll survive. We'll be okay. Yeah. Well, we'll catch up. Maybe we'll um, have time to do more in depth Maddie stuff if there's another behind the dig episode next week. I'm there probably will be, especially if it's just a typical length episode. Yeah. So hopefully For sure. we'll get something extra. Okay. Well, uh, do you have anything interesting happening this week, or what's going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot. Just work thinking about oak island thinking about other treasure hunts too always thinking about other treasure hunts what what else do i think about we've been working a lot on that secret Mm -hmm. or the secret the secret yeah uh still hoping to go out to new orleans sometime this year Mm -hmm. Uh, now that's 2019 happy new year everybody forgot to say that yep happy new year already 2019 jeez yeah so we're hoping to do some of that and head out to Maine at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, what about our clotworthy moment? Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Well, what? Maybe we should talk about our Blankenship moment from yes, last week first. We we should. So, which one ended up winning? So, if you remember, our Blankenship moments of the episode mm-hmm. were either when he said, "It's like a four lane highway down here." <laughs> yes. Or he, uh, there was a funny, just a funny moment where he said backwards and forward. Ha ha. <laughs> yes. Yes. About uh, progress out there at the cove. The winner of the Blankenship moment of the episode for last week is. Backward or forward. <laughs> All right. So that, it was the winner and it <laughs> received 57% of the vote. Oh, that was my favorite. Yeah. I think that was just so funny and sweet and. I don't typically think uh, dude things are cute, but that was like a cute little <laughs> moment, you know? Yes, but also anytime I see a shot of them driving down to Smith's Cove, I think it's a four-lane highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. I don't know. I I, I just enjoyed having a little bit more Dan Blankenship on the last episode. All right. Well, this time we are back to having our typical plot-worthy moments. moments. And so there were some good contenders this yeah, time. Yeah. If he just narrates normal things, it's just not that fun. Like it's we not need as we fun. need we need the could it be or manganese or <laughs> what was the other, what was another one? A ramrod? Yeah, well that's from this episode. <laughs> yeah, so like those are the funny things that we need out of uh Robert Clotworthy to, you know, get a good Clotworthy moment of the episode. So uh-huh. we have some this week. So we have a ramrod? An object used in the loading of muskets and early rifles? Mm -hmm. Let's see here. We also have... A star map. One matching the constellation Taurus to points not only on Oak Island, but two neighboring islands. (laughs) I know you're a big fan of the star map. I Uh, bet you'll vote for that. I like them both. They're great. They're they're just... That's the kind of stuff I watch Oak Island for, you know? (laughs) That's kind for of the stuff. narration. Yeah, I, I just think it's so funny. Like, it, it makes the show even more entertaining than it already was. And it was already very entertaining, so. Classic Oak Island. Classic Oak Island. All right, and before we do our wrap-up of the show, I just want to, I, I said last episode that we were going to be reading some five-star reviews that come through on our iTunes account. Yes. So if you want to be featured in a in an upcoming episode as a five-star review... We are happy to read it on the air. And here is a nice one from somebody named Marco Comp. The title of it says, Great Host Chemistry. 
Yeah, it says, I'm really enjoying the show and commentary, but wanted to comment that as an avid podcast listener, this married couple with kids hosted duo is kind of refreshing, fun, and sweet to listen to. Great show. Keep up the good work. Aw. How sweet is that? Thanks. That was awesome. nice. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this one as well. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully our bickering and the reason that we never agree continues (laughs) to be good entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, we agree on some things. We agree on some things. But we are a married couple, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. A married couple who enjoys 90s music. Oh, what? yeah. Well, we grew up in the 90s, right? Well, yeah. And it's fun music. Yeah. Our poor children. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they put up with us. Well, thank you for that review. We greatly appreciate it. We got some other great feedback this week as well. Yeah. Um, and we try, we did try to change it up a little bit in this episode and not kind of... Not, not give go, you the play-by-play. Play. Yeah, not so linear through the episode of this happened, then this happened, then this happened. We went more of a, hey, this happened at Smith's Cove. Hey, this happened looking for the 90-foot stone. And we kind of took all of those scenes and kind of compiled and just chatted about them rather than explain everything that happened scene by scene. Uh, let us know if you like that or not. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit different, but... You know, I'm sure we kind of fell back into our scene by scene uh, thing a little bit because that's kind of what we're used to. But like I said before, we're brand new at podcasting. This is our first real go at it. We're feeling more and more confident every episode and we're enjoying what we're bringing to you guys. We just hope you guys are enjoying it in return. Yes. And we've actually been brainstorming some really fun bonus content, if you Mm -hmm. will. Yep. A little that, outside the box. That might be coming to you pretty soon. Oh, it's going to be fun. And yeah. that's just it, guys. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we won't give away what we're planning, but look for something in the next week or two that is just a bonus thing. It won't be tied to an episode, but it will be Oak Island related and it will be fun. Like, yes. Funny, I think. Like Yes funny we we hope (laughs) (laughs) and if not that's that's unfortunate i'm sure we're gonna think it's hilarious yeah it's bonus you know if you don't like if it's not your cup of tea that's fine whatever that's fine but But we we will have fun doing it and i think you will have fun listening to it absolutely i we look forward to being able to finding a way to still give you the breakdown of the episodes and providing something maybe a little different and unique and fun for you guys. Yeah, just a little commentary. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody else's perspective that might not be yours. So okay. I, I, think, I think we did a little bit of that. We did. Yeah. So. Well, for this week, I guess we should go ahead and wrap up, huh? Let's wrap it up. Where can they find us on social media if they want to talk to us? Well, first and foremost, you should head on over to Twitter at Oak Island Pod in order to weigh in on our clotworthy moment. Yeah, please uh, go and vote for the clotworthy moment. That's that's just a lot of fun. I'm glad we are able to do something like that every week. Yes, we need more people to vote, though. So tell a friend and get them to vote. The other places you can find us are on Instagram and on Facebook at Oak Island Podcast. And we're always happy to receive emails from people that are interested in communicating with us. You can write to us at oakislandpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can. So we look forward to hearing and continuing to connect with you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time. 
Could it be? 